0: spray here. I figured it might be fun this year to uh, maybe read some spooky stories now that it's October this particular This one's Something out in the street. It was a voice. over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep. very scared Just kidding. you come for? There was an old woman who lived all by herself, and she was very lonely. Sitting in the kitchen one night, she said, Oh, I wish I had some company. No sooner had she spoken than down the chimney tumbled two feet, from which the flesh had where every night a bloody head fell down the chimney. At least, that's what people said. So nobody would stay there overnight. Then a rich man offered $200 to whoever would do it. And this boy said he would try if he could have his dog with him. So it was all settled. his dog. To make it more cheerful, he started a fire in the fireplace. Then he sat in front of the fire and waited, and his dog waited with him. For a while, nothing happened. But a little after midnight, he heard someone singing softly and sadly off. The singing sounded something like this, do dodi walker. It's just somebody singing, the boy told himself, but he was frightened. Then his dog answered the song. Softly and sadly it sang. dog had never uttered a word before. Then a few minutes later, he heard the singing again. Now it was closer and louder, but the words were the same. Meet tie Dodie Walker. This time, the boy tried to stop his dog from answering. He was afraid singing would hear it and come after them, but his dog Suddenly. skip through Scary. a field of turnips across the road suddenly they saw something cr- house they stood and they laughed she rode behind him clinging to his waist soon he complained of a headache it aches something terrible he told her she put her hand on his forehead why you are as cold as clay she said I hope you are not ill and she wrapped her handkerchief around his head they trapped so swiftly that in a few hours they reached the farm. The girl quickly dismounted and knocked on the door. Her father was startled to see her. Didn't you send for me, she asked. No, I didn't, he said. She turned to Jim, but he was gone. no sign of Jim. Terrified, her father told her the truth about Jim's death. Then they quickly, then quickly he went to see Jim's parents. They decided to open his grave. The corpse was in its coffin, but around its head. so Soon that wolf was seen all over the countryside. His friend soil around him. As for the white wolf, it was never seen again. The Haunted House One time, a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. The house had been haunted for about ten years. Several people had tried to stay there would get scared out by the haunt. So this preacher took his Bible and he went to the house, went on in, built himself a good fire and a little lamp, sat there reading the Bible. Then, just before midnight, he heard something start up in the cellar, walking back and forth, back sounded like somebody was trying to scream and got choked off. Then there was a lot of thrashing around and struggling, and finally everything got quiet again. The old preacher took up his Bible again, but before he could start reading, he heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs. He sat watching the door to the cellar, and the footsteps kept coming closer and closer. He saw the doorknob turn and when the door began to open he jumped up and hollered, what do you want? The door shut back easy like and there wasn't a sound sad. right at the door. The preacher stood jumped. Coat. The print of those bony fingers was burned right into the cloth. It never did come out. The guests, a young man and his wife, were on a trip to visit his mother. Usually they arrived in time for supper, but they had gotten a late start and now it was getting dark, so they decided they. to stay overnight and go on in the morning. Just off the road, they saw a small house in the woods. Maybe they rent rooms, the wife said, so they stopped to ask. An elderly man and woman came to the door. They didn't rent rooms, they said, but they would be glad to have them stay overnight. they eat your nose. There are scary stories about all kinds of things. The ones told here are about a grave, a witch, a man who liked to swim, a hunting trip, and a market basket. There's also one about worms eating a Think has got me, she screamed. thing. His husband led the new horse to the was turning into an alligator and that he was trying to turn the boys into alligators. Everybody told her there was nothing wrong with a man taking his son swimming. That was a natural thing to do. And when it came to alligators, there just weren't any nearby. Everybody. Knew soaking wet. She said a big alligator and two little alligators had pulled her in and had tried to get her to eat a raw fish. They were her husband and her sons, she said, and they wanted her to live with them, but she had gotten away. Her doctor decided that she had lost her mind. Again. They just disappeared. But now and then a fisherman would tell about seeing alligators in the river at night. Usually it was. looked up at him. When Blackwell saw his queer, hideous face, he shuddered. The driver called to him, There is room for one more. Then he waited for a moment or two, and he drove off. In the morning, Blackwell told his friends what had happened. You were dreaming, they said. I must have been, he said. he went into Philadelphia he spent the day high above the city in one of the new office buildings there late in the afternoon he was waiting for an elevator to take him back down to the street but when it arrived it was very crowded one of the passengers looked out and called to him there is room for one more he said it was the driver of the hearse thanks, said Blackwell. I'll get the next one. The doors closed and the elevator started down. There was shrieking and screaming, then the sound circle in a darkened room and listen to a storyteller describe the rotting remains of a corpse each part is passed around for them to feel in one version a player is out if he or she screams or gasps with fright in another version everybody stays to the end no matter how scared Town, there lived a man named Brown. It was years ago on this night that he was murdered out of spite. We have here his remains. First, let's feel his brains a wet, squishy tomato. Now, here are his eyes, still frozen with surprise two peeled grapes. Then his nose, a chicken is his ear, a dried apricot, and here is his hand, rotting flesh and bone, a cloth or rubber glove filled with mud or ice, but his hair still grows, a handful of corn silk or wet fur or yarn, and his heart still beats now and then, a piece of raw liver, and his blood still flows, dip your fingers in it nice and warm. A bowl of catsup with, thinned with warm water. That's all there is except for these worms. They're the ones that ate the rest of you. at his friend's house. It was about midnight when they finished their game and he started home. Outside it was icy cold and quiet as the grave. As he came around a turn in the road, he was surprised to see a woman walking ahead of him. She was carrying a basket covered with a white cloth. When he caught up to her, he looked to see who it was, but she was so bundled up against the cold it was hard to see. Face. Good evening, Sam said, what brings you out so late? But she didn't answer. Then he said, may I carry your basket? She handed it to him. From under the cloth, a small voice said, that's very nice of you, and that was followed by wild laughter. Sam was so stuck. Other dangers. Most of the scary stories in this book have been passed down over the years, but the ones in this chapter Let's roll up the windows and lock the doors, said Sarah. That's a good idea, said Donald. The prison isn't too far away, said Sarah. Maybe we really should go home. But it's only ten o'clock, said Donald. I don't care what time it is, she said. I want to go home. Look, Sarah, said Donald, he's not She found a white satin evening gown in her side. When she got home, she lay down on her bed. The next morning, her mother found that her daughter had died. The doctor did not understand what had caused her death, so he had the coroner perform an autopsy. The coroner found that she had been poisoned by embalming fluid. It had stopped her blood from flowing. There were traces of the fluid on her dress. He decided it had entered her skin while she perspired while she was dancing. The pawnbroker said he bought the dress from an undertaker's helper. It had been used in a funeral for another young woman, and the helper had stolen it just before she. driven into town that night to see a basketball game. Now she was on her way home. As she pulled away from the school, she noticed a red pickup truck follow her out of the parking lot. A few minutes later, the truck was still behind her. I guess we're going in the same direction, she thought. She began to watch the truck in her mirror. When she changed her speed, The driver of the truck changed his speed. When she passed a car, so did he. Then he turned on his high beams, flooding her car with light. He left them on for almost a minute. He probably wants to pass me, she thought, but she was becoming uneasy. Usually she drove home over a back road. Not too many people went that way she turned onto that road, so did the truck. I've got to get away from him, she thought, and she began to drive faster. Then he turned his high beams on again. After a minute, he turned them off. Then he turned them on again and off again. She drove even faster, but the truck driver stayed right behind her. Then he turned on his high beams. Once more, her car was ablaze with light. What is he doing, she wondered. What does he want? Then he turned them off again. But a minute later, he had them on again, and he left them on. At last, she pulled into her driveway, and the truck pulled in right behind her. She jumped from the car and ran to the house. Call the police, she screamed at her father. Out in the driveway, she could see the driver of the truck. He had a gun in his hand. When the police arrived, they started to arrest him, but he pointed to the girl's car. You don't want me, he said. You want him. Crouched behind the driver's seat, there was a man with a knife. As the driver of the truck explained it, the man slipped into the girl's car just before she left the school. He saw it happen, but there was no way he could stop it. He thought about getting the police, but he was afraid to leave her, so he followed her car. Each time the man in the back seat reached up to overpower, her. the driver of the truck turned on his high beams. Then the man dropped down, afraid that someone might see him. The Babysitter. It was nine o'clock in the evening. Everyone was sitting on the couch in front of the TV. There were Richard, Brian, Ginny, and Doreen, the babysitter. The telephone rang. Maybe it's your mother, said Doreen. She picked up the phone before she could say a word. it? asked Richard. Some nut, said Doreen. What did I miss? At 9.30, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. It was the man who had called before. I'll be there soon, he said, and he laughed and hung up. Who was it, the children asked. Some crazy person, she said about 10 o'clock the telephone rang again. Ginny got to it first. Hello, she said. It was the same man. One more hour, he said, and then he laughed and hung up. He said, one more hour. What did he mean? asked Ginny. Don't worry, said Doreen. It's somebody foolish I'm scared, said Jenny. About 10.30, the telephone rang once more. When Doreen picked it up, the man said, pretty soon now, and he laughed. Why are you doing this? Doreen screamed, and he hung up. Was it that guy again? asked Brian. Yes, Doreen said. I'm going to call. she would try to trace the call. At eleven o'clock, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. Very soon now, the man said, and he laughed and hung up. Doreen called the operator. Almost at once, she called back. That person is calling from a telephone upstairs, she said. Just then, a door upstairs opened. A man they had never seen before started down the stairs toward them. As they ran from the house, he was smiling in a very strange way. A few minutes later, chapter. But the stories in the first chapter are meant to scare you. The ones in this chapter are meant to make you addict. found that Sam was missing. He searched the house and the woods nearby, but Sam was nowhere to be seen. He called and he called, but the dog did not answer. For days, Rupert looked for Sam, but he could find no trace of him. Finally, he gave up and went back to his work. But one morning, he heard something moving in the attic. He picked up his gun. Then he thought, I'd better be quiet about this. So he took off his boots, and in his bare feet he began to climb the attic stairs. He slowly took one step, then another, then another, until at last he reached the attic door. He stood outside listening. scream and i would reply quite calmly you'd scream His family was sitting around the fire when he walked in. He sat down next to his widow and he said, what's going on? You all act like somebody died. Who's dead? His widow said, you are. I don't feel dead, he said. I feel fine. You don't look fine, his widow said. Since Aaron wouldn't go back, his widow couldn't collect his life insurance. Without that, she couldn't pay for the coffin, and the undertaker said he would take it back. Aaron didn't care. He just sat by the fire, rocking in a chair and warming his hands and feet. But his joints were dry and his back was stiff, and every time he moved he creaked and cracked. One night, the best fiddler in town came to court the widow. Since Aaron was dead, the fiddler wanted to marry her. The two of them sat on one side of the fire, and Aaron sat on the other side, creaking and cracking. How long do we have to put up with this dead corpse? The widow said. Something must be done, the fiddler said. This isn't very jolly, Aaron said. Let's dance. The fiddler cut out his fiddle and began to play. Aaron stretched himself, shook himself, got up, took a step or two, and began to dance. With his old bones rattling, and his yellow teeth snapping, and his bald head wagging, and his arms flip-flopping, around and around he went. With his long legs clicking, and the knee bones knocking, he skipped. Soon a bone worked loose and fell to the floor Look at that, said the fiddler Play faster, said the widow The fiddler played faster Crickety-crack, down and back The dead man went hopping And his dry bones kept dropping This way, that way The pieces just kept popping before, its fingers were bleeding, and it was moaning, bloody fingers, bloody fingers. The man paid no attention, he just kept strumming his guitar, but the ghost kept Yeah.